Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Hannah Ben Shabbat online. Hannah, how are you? Very good. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation and thank you for your time today. Um, you do a ton of work in a lot of different areas, but uh, one area of focus is Gen Z. So why don't you share a little bit about you and then we'll dive right into this conversation. Sure. My background has been for many years in management consulting. And a few years ago, I decided to start my own business and focusing solely on Generation Z. And the reason for that was because I saw for many years my corporate clients and other clients, even smaller companies, struggling to deal with the millennials. When the millennials came on board in early 2000, companies just didn't know how to relate to them. And that's, uh, that was on two dimensions. The one was how we incorporate this new generation into the workforce. How do we, how do we relate, relate to them? How do we really understand them? They were very different. And on the other hand, uh, companies that actually sell uh, to millennials had to go through a lot of trials and error, kind of figuring out who is this new consumer. And I thought that we have a great opportunity not to repeat the same trial and errors and mistakes that we did with millennials and get it right with Generation Z early on so we can, one, incorporate them in the workforce, in a society in a much smoother way and, uh, and drive the business growth with all the opportunities that they offer as consumers. That's no, a great mandate that you've established because I agree. Uh, when the millennial generation uh, entered the workforce, uh, the workforce wasn't designed for them in mind. And you know, and working with many people that are from that age demographic, you know, I could tell that they were frustrated uh, with things, and uh, they were, you know, their talents weren't being used. They were asked to, you know, fit into this square box when they saw things that, quite frankly, would work better. And you know, some organizations were agile enough to be able to create opportunities for you know those people to be able to do things in a way that was different than what had been done before. And I'd be curious to see, you know, and obviously I want to dive more into um, some of the findings you, you've discovered and talk about your new book as well. But this pandemic, um, was there anything from uh, the COVID-19 pandemic that may have either fast forwarded or slowed down some initiatives in, in embracing what Gen Z has to offer in the workforce? Yes, absolutely. I think uh, one of one major thing that I would say um, the pandemic has accelerated is the whole notion of a flexible work work schedule. So it's a location location and schedule flexibility, and this is something that was happening before, but I think now the because of the pandemic. 
more people are interested in that. And for Gen Z, is that is the most natural thing. When I spoke with Gen Zers, even before the pandemic, flexibility in schedule and flexibility in location was one item really high on their list of what they are looking for from a future employer. And the interesting thing is that it's not only about flexibility. There is a huge financial component and reasons behind it because Gen Zers are very financially focused and very financially oriented. They were the kids during the 2008 recessions and they were, they are going to be the one who going to suffer probably the most from the economic effect of COVID-19. And take these two things together, you have a generation that is very concerned about their financial futures. They want to do everything as early as possible to secure that future. And one way they think about work is if I have an opportunity to work for a company that is headquartered in New York City or in San Francisco, like two cities that are extremely expensive to live, I am going to be able to do financially much better if I live in Nashville and I work still for these companies and earn enough money. I can start thinking about housing much earlier. I can, I can save more. So the, the, the whole notion of, uh, of working, working from home is getting a completely different, um, reasoning when it comes to Gen, Gen Z than simply the flexibility. And, you know, I in the past few months, I had so many conversations about that. And I said, you know, maybe work from home is going to be the resurrection of the American dreams, because all of a sudden you're going to have young people living in maybe outside of cities, being able to get into home ownership much earlier and kind of shift what we were experiencing over the past few years. So, you know, still to be seen, but this is the way they think about it. Well, it's important because they, they see in generations, you know, after World War II, you know, the, the baby boomer generation were able to buy their own homes. And even if you remember, you know, going back in history, even, you know, in the early days of that generation, it was still a, a single income type of family mm-hmm. situation where, you know, one spouse was home and one spouse you know, was right. out working and they still had a home and a car and, and, and all the other things that were in place. And as time has progressed, we've seen you know, the necessity and, and, and rightfully so, um, you know, all genders are working out of the house and, or, you know, being able to generate income. But what, unfortunately what happened was it's like, okay, great. Now we've got two incomes coming in. We could be amazing and be way ahead of the game and be able to buy a, you know, a nicer house and pay it off sooner. And unfortunately the cost of things and inflation and everything else went up to the point where, it's no longer a nice to have it's mm-hmm. bottom line a requirement in many communities just to be able to afford rent much less have a mortgage and, and own a property so i agree with you with this uh, ability to work from anywhere um, and that cat is out of the bag we've done it for well over a year now yeah. um, the organizations that are going to want to recruit the top talent 
they're going to have to be flexible about that and, and meet the needs of uh, all the generations that have wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely right. And I think another, another thing about Gen Z is they are very uh, connected to what came before them. So they, lear- they, they look at what happened to previous generation and they're trying to learn from the mistakes and one of the big things is that just looking at millennials and, and looking at, say, at the huge student debt. So they are taking different approaches to anything from how I'm going to finance college, how I'm going to think about housing, how I'm going to think about my work, and how all these things are going to help me to secure my financial future. Yeah, and, and and the college education too is is definitely something that many of them are mm-hmm. taking a very long hard look at because they're looking at okay, I go get this degree, I get all of these certificates, I I have all this student loan debt, and then I can't get a job in that field, so I am working in a completely different field and not able to find any work in that particular industry because of changing demands. Maybe, you know, the sectors have changed. We've seen even with this pandemic, and I think as automation and technology continues to move forward, there will be a lot of roles that just simply won't exist because Mm -hmm. they'll be automated. So a lot of people are going, okay, do I need to go into that kind of debt in order to not be able to do it, or am I just going to say, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to see what industries are in demand right now, go get some certificates or some training. There's no shortage of online ways to do it, get an apprenticeship or something, lower cost of entry, get into the industry that they want to work in and and rise up from that way without having all of the debt. I know a lot of people are doing that. Yeah, I think some are doing that for sure, but most of my studies shows that Gen Z is still very ingrained in that thinking that they need to get a college degree to succeed in this world. Like the majority. Of course, what you are describing is definitely something that we are seeing. And it got accelerated during the pandemic, especially, you know, when companies like Google shows up and say, we are going to train you for six months and we're going to consider that certificate as equivalent to a four-year college. That's, of course, very appealing, but it's still not appealing to everyone. And I think one of the things that is very interesting is, uh, is how, how they were brought up. And they were brought up to believe that college is the way for success. And it, for many of them, it's not easy to give that idea at all. And you're right, what you're saying about, you know, I'm going to study for four years and then I come back and what I study is not relevant or I can't get employed. But I think that phenomena has a lot of implications to the employers because it is true that one, that one is the education system is not really preparing graduates for what the workforce of the 21st century is. And yes, they equip them with good technical skill. If you study accounting, you know accounting. If you studied engineering, you know engineering. But I think in, the, in today's workforce, we need much more than that. And the soft skills are going to be much more important. Organizations today are going through massive transformation they are very complex and interconnected. 
tasks tend to be more multidisciplinary. So the old world of I'm going to get a graduate and they're going to sit in a little silo and do few tasks is no longer the case. You need people from the start to be able to communicate, to be able to influence. You can't complete a task today in marketing if you're not connected to e-commerce team, to logistics team, to, you know, so it is much more a, you know, the organizations are much more connected and we are asking much more from new graduates than we did, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago. And I think corporations understand that the, the, the newcomers are not well prepared for that. And therefore, the task of training them and enhancing these important skills is really going to be down to companies and companies need to prepare for that. And I'm not sure that everyone is. I would agree with you. Many corporations and companies, small to large, um, have not had a good history of internal training. Uh, mm -hmm. And and you know, here's a brand new graduate that is skilled in whatever field, let's say marketing. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, they're unless they are well rounded in all the things that marketing requires today, which is dramatically different than mm -hmm. what we needed just 20 years ago or even a decade ago. Quite frankly, mm -hmm. um, the the speed of change keeps speeding up, and academia has not caught up. Um, I believe I've got, you know, friends, colleagues, you know, trusted advisors that work in, in those fields. And, you know, there are many things that aren't, and I'm not, I'm not you know, I don't want to paint a broad stroke. There are, uh, you know, a ton of educational entities, you know, colleges and universities that are forward thinking. They're partnering with corporations on a variety of different endeavors. And, and that's, I think, what needs to be done from a corporate standpoint is mm -hmm. start partnering. Instead of complaining as a corporation, well, I'm not getting, you know, the talent, they don't have the skills we need. So we have to do it internally, work with the colleges and universities and say, look, we want to establish some additional things that will you know, prepare these people for success. Because you, the last thing you want to have is someone graduate from school with all the student loan debt and go into a job and realize they don't have any of the skills that they can be successful. So they have the pressure and the stress of trying to learn a job without the skills that they need in order to be successful in that job, which then, of course, hampers their ability to move forward and buy the house and get the car and start a family and all the things that previous generations have all done. So um, it's it's definitely a frustrating situation, I'm sure, for, for Gen Z and any other generation. I know the millennial generation had to deal with that too. That's right. So, so uh, let's say I'm, you know, the CEO of a corporation uh, and, you know, I need to bring in, you know, we're expanding, business is going amazing and we need to bring in uh, a variety of new talent um, that uh, will help us, you know, manage that growth on top of, you know, train them and, and educate them in a way for them to be successful and stay with our organization, mm -hmm. retain them um, mm -hmm. so they can start getting promoted into the roles that the older generations will 
eventually retire from. So, you know, what are some what are some things that I should be on the lookout for uh, to create an environment that can be successful for for Gen Z? So, I think first of all, you have to understand that employer brands has never been so important as it is today, and and your your employer brand is basically what do you stand for as an employer and what is your employer value proposition and i think that being able to communicate that proposition is the first thing that you're going to start communicating and engaging and attracting this generation they want to know what culture do you have? Are your existing employees are happy? And there are today so many tools for them to figure that out. So, you know, the days that you can say, oh my, I ha- we have a great culture, but your glass door reviews looking really bad, you, you know, everything has to reconcile. So you need, you really need to, uh, to be able to articulate and communicate in a very clear way, what do you stand for as an employer? So I think that's kind of that. That's the starting point. The other thing, Generation Z is uh, is the true digital natives. So they grow up with technology. They don't know a world without say, a cell phone, social media, or 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 and applications and devices. So for them having technology as part of the recruiting process and also once they come on board what technology you are using and how you actually recruit them is is a very important part you know 80 percent of gen z say they want to work in an environment where companies are using cutting edge technology it's becoming almost a requirement and what i saw over the past few years was very interesting there is a huge wave of hr automation and I think some companies have taken that almost like to the extreme, which is not really good because if you are hiring someone just by doing a, submitting online a, your, your resume online and then do a, a video interview that you don't even sit in front of someone, but you just answer questions on a video, record it and submit it. I think that's actually pretty bad. So one thing I would say is that it's very good to understand the tech aspect of Gen Z, but don't take it too far because this generation is very um, is going to judge you also how good you are in providing personal connection. So despite of the dependency on technology in every aspect of their life, they still want personal connection. And you can even say that so much of it, you could say that they are high touch. Uh, 45% of Gen Z said they require detailed guidance when they, from their manager when they want. They want frequent feedback. And 68% said that having access to mentors is an important factor when considering a, an employer. And I think this is something that sometimes companies have mentorship program, but they are not emphasizing it enough when they communicate with this generation. And I think there, what really drives that need is Generation Z is very ambitious and very competitive. And they as opposed to what a lot of people think that, oh, Gen Z just think they know everything. They actually are not. 
and they recognize that and they want to improve themselves and they know that in order to succeed, they need help. So if you offer that mentorship program that they know that they can, there is somebody who's going to look after them within an organization, that's, that's a big selling point for this generation. I think the other thing about this generation is that they are very creative and very entrepreneurial. You know, with years of online, with access of online information and tools, they have shaped their abilities to, to learn, to create, to build things in an almost unprecedented ways. We never had a generation like that before. And I think that they became very accustomed to walk by themselves, to, to do things independently. And they want that sense of independence to be respected by employers. Yes, they want close guidance, but you know, once you gave me, once you told me what you want me to do and explain what I have to do, leave me alone to do it. I think that's something that I see a lot of companies are really struggling to understand that balance between that independence on one hand and dependence on, on the other. So I think that they are, they are smart, they're creative, they are, they are questioning things. And I believe that if you allow that creativity to blossom, you're going to benefit from that. And I see in many companies, there are big issues because things are just done in a certain way. And here comes Gen Z and you get the same example with millennials and say, why do we do this this way? We can do it another way. And if the answer is because that's what we've done, that we, that's the, because this is how we've done things for 50 years, it's not going to fly with these generations. So I think being open to, to their observations, to their suggestion, allowing them every now and then to, you know, to, to actually say, you know what? interesting idea why don't you go and do that and see where it takes us and just be open to the, to the new thinking i think it's going to go miles in terms of keeping them and and having their loyalty i think the other thing is about gen z is that although i emphasized a lot the the focus on financial security Money is not everything for them when it comes to the workplace. They appreciate uh, uh, employer benefit like uh, like insurances or 401k, health insurance, etc. But for them, uh, having hyper-flexibility, having a sense of community is really uh, going to be as important. They don't care about an office environment like the millennials where you know when the millennial came at one point somebody actually kind of decided that what we need to do to make millennials happy is to have ping pong tables and cool office environments no ping pong tables for gen z they kind of they happy with having good salaries good benefits and then all these extra things we spoke about the mentorships then the flexibility, the, the community, the access to inspiring leaders. That's really what they care about. So I would say that I would say these are the things that attract them or kind of things that companies can do. But maybe one aspect that is very unique for Gen Z kind of started with the millennials 
is the fact that values is really part of the value uh, that company can offer. Uh, Gen Z is very aware of the world around them, partially because of the enormous access that they have to information and what's happening in the world around them. And, and we see them already being very committed to bring change. And they expect their employers to demonstrate that they care about the world around them as much as they do. And they are looking for more than simple statements. I think in the past few years, we heard a lot about purpose and corporation purpose and every company has a purpose, which is all really great. But in there were many cases that what we see in, in reality is more greenwashing and race washing and whatever else you want. I'm going to make a statement that I care about something, but I really don't care. And one, it doesn't want to fly with Gen Z because they are they have a very developed BS meter. They know to distinguish between when a company actually says something and, and actually does what it says and when it's not. So they're going to judge you by that. I think they are looking for companies with purpose, the companies that are doing good in the world. And they want to see your they want to see the receipts. So if you say that you're gonna you have done something, show me what you actually done, what is the impact you have made. And also there are other things that you can offer as part of the value proposition is offering uh, opportunities for newcomers to volunteers in their communities or and give them X hours every year to do that or match contribution to certain to certain charities. There are a lot of things that you can do to support that sense of a purpose that they are looking for as employees. All great stuff, and uh, and thank you for all of that information. I think that is going to be great for helping organizations get their heads wrapped around uh, bringing on Gen Z and and having them heavily involved in the design of what work looks like. So, I've loved our conversation today. Where can people find out more about you and this amazing work you're doing? So you can visit our website uh, genzplanet.com. Uh, my book is on Amazon. Gen Z 360, Preparing for the Inevitable Change in Culture, Work, and Commerce. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So thank you again for your time today. I really appreciate uh, you and this amazing work that you're doing. It's very important. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Michael, for having me. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of The Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.